Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back because it's time for the podcast. Okay, welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life. How are you, Rupert? You good? I'm good. What is this? Episode five of season two? Yeah, I'm mm. getting a lot of abuse, by the way. Are you? For well, us being we... shit on these, getting these episodes out. <laughs> Maybe we should just call this season three. Yeah, we so should do it. It's been enough of a yeah, gap. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, well, listen, we are delighted to have uh, Michael Kiwanuka with us. Hello, sir. Hi. Hi. Thanks, thanks Thank for you me. so much for coming on. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, pleasure. You are... Are you aware of this phenomenon of you are everybody's uh like best not not the be- you're not best kept secret but you're the one that people go do you know about michael kuanuka do, do you yeah. know that are you aware of this phenomenon it's, i'm starting to i'm starting to 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 be aware which is which is nice because people would be like <laughs> sometimes me and my wife would be hanging out and she'll be like come back home and be like oh yeah just hanging out with my, my you know with i won't say name just in case but how about my friend or like exhibit a or whatever yeah. i don't know how to mm-hmm. you know Let's say Rosie for the sake of I don't know Rosie, <laughs> and then, and then but like we've made we've known them for like six months or something like that, and then she'll like when I'm not there she'll be like, um, Charlotte, just want to say um, I've been to a few gigs actually seen them three times, but I just don't want to say anything, and, <laughs> and like so almost it's like I know about the best hit secret because I'm all they're also. It's also a secret from me. So, like, yeah. people will be like, oh, yeah, I actually been listening to you for Well, like it's, it's a weird because, like, but... the best kept secret implies that you're not famous, but yeah. like, or not, but you are. Like, everybody I know knows who you are, but it's just like you're the person. There's something about your music that makes people go, this is the thing that I've been listening to that I want to recommend. Oh, Do you know what I mean? That's it's so a, cool. It's a mad that's thing. That's cool. That's and, my favorite because I don't actually talk about the, the good. That's perfect for me because yeah. I don't. You know, people say famous, but like, I'm actually, I'm actually not. Right. In, in, like, like, well, I don't think so. Yeah. Because um, I can get the same. When I hang out with famous people, I'm sure I don't know if you can get like the same bus home or whatever. Like now these days, but because um, usually people have to change their lifestyle and get like a chauffeur, and I can't mm. go to this yeah, one anymore. Yeah, has a chauffeur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Well, I've got so, the train there, mate. Oh, so tube, do, do you get do you get bothered on the train? No, I don't. Actually. Oh, so neat. So Does you sound annoyed there. No, no, just, no, I don't. So that's my point: is that I don't ever really. You don't no. get recognised when you're wandering about. No, never. I can get the same W seven bus to mum and dad's. And no is that, have you, you tried like singing that? while you're walking about? That might do. No, it. I never do. No, no. I love. I love it. I love it like it. Like yeah, that, really. It's, it's just, just, it's just. You know, I love music. I love. I love my job. It's the best thing ever. I love traveling the festivals, everything like that. Um, I just don't think I would. And I love people, don't get me wrong, I love people knowing my music. I mean, hearing about being a, a best kept secret is amazing because people, you know, pass my music around. Yeah. Of course, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that you know, I don't want people to know my songs, but it's just, if I want to go to the pub, I just want to go to the pub. Right, right, right. Or if I want to, you know, 
go for a jog and my joggers I want to go for a jog with my joggers and not have to be and then if I want to get the bus I just want to get the bus I don't you know I don't really I don't want all of it I just want yeah <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to do be your, picky. Do, like, do yeah. your management or anyone? Do they want you to em, embrace the public side of it more than you do? Because you're not the yeah. sort of guy to appear on everything. No. Are you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think people probably want me to embrace social media more, which I've started to a bit. Right, um, but not like um, not TV or like you know, because you know those like um, this might be so boring for listeners, but you know uh, those you know bars and like member clubs that you can like be yes. part of and stuff I think people I think you can like you can, I've seen people you can kind of like fab, not fabricate but build up that thing where people follow you around mm. you just you just kind of go to the right places all the time and, and hang just out with the, the, right the bubble yeah. and then yeah. I realised oh if you just don't do that um, or because I was just like a scraggly had a scraggly picky afro it just didn't seem but so I, st- I, I just didn't really coax that and no one ever really forced me to go like go and hang out with the Groucho yeah, yeah. go and do this so yeah I just like the music um, and I love being like around my favourite bands and all that stuff's great so what are you up to at the moment then? we're about to put out a new album great so yeah. when does this come out? 25th of October right yeah 25th of October we just put our single last week um, called You Ain't The Problem what makes you blind I hope to find who I believe in Get back in line, I can't deny myself, show me the feeling. Oh, you got me wrong, if you don't belong, live in the trouble, don't hesitate. Time heals the pain, you ain't the problem. And yeah, very exciting. And then I'm on tour, European tour, end of October into November, but then a UK tour in March. Right. So a little while till the UK tour, and yeah, just... And can people buy tickets for that now? Yeah, there's like... Yeah, pre-sale. Right. Pre-sale on, on, on michaelcunnico.com. Um, yeah. I don't understand pre-sale. I mean, I do. I've got, yeah, well, I'm about to go on tour. And my agent gives me, oh, the tickets are going on pre-sale. I don't really understand it. Is it so you can sell out? No, it's giving your fans a sort of first glimpse, I think isn't so, it? yeah. Rather than, so they feel yeah. special. Do you, do you understand it? No. no. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was having this conversation yesterday <laughs> with my manager. Yeah. It was like, I did a post. And then I'm still like... Because at my age, at 32, it's like I didn't grow up with social media, but I kind of know it. So, but I'm still kind of illiterate with it. So, I'd be like, link in bio, priest, tickets on sale. And I'll get, <laughs> and then I'll get emails. Yeah, then I'll get, <laughs> and then I'll get emails saying, saying, um, um, just so you know, tickets aren't on sale yet. It's pre-sale. And then so I'll just like delete it and then put it back off and be like, um, just so um, link in bio, pre-sale's on and I'll really? get another email. This is literally, this isn't a lie. But um, just so you know, pre-sale's not actually on, it's the pre-pre-sale. So, and it's like, what? It's like, yes, yeah, so you just let people know that pre-sale starts at this date. And I was like, okay, so delete that, do it again. And then it was like another email being like, oh, just to be clear, um, it, you can only get the pre-sale, pre-sale tickets on your official website at michaelcunnico.com, not on Amazon or the other places. So can you just say, so you see that, you do that for me. I'm like, I just do not get this. And I know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like my agent would just go to me. I was just saying before we started, my agent's a massive fan of yours, but she was 
going um, so just if you just let them know that the pre-sales on Wednesday and the actual sales on Friday so what's the fucking yeah. difference yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on here Do you it's know confusing I mean? man I don't, I just don't, I, and there must be some science to it but I don't fucking yeah, understand don't it and then the thing that I get nervous about they say to I put the post out but I said I'm not going to look at any of it because I know what happened people go so what exactly yeah. do you mean by pre-sale versus yeah. sale I, go, I don't fucking know mate <laughs> no. I've just been told the wording of what to yeah. put out I, don't know. I know it's so and then it's like and then and I can't multitask so if I'm at home it's like can you just go to, hold on wait just need to do and then it's when it's the pre-sale thing on top of that it just takes me like an hour mate. to the post and I'm supposed to be like pretending Someone to be savvy yeah. yeah but I don't want someone else to do it because then they put stuff you don't want I know and then, you know, I had that because I, I put a book out yeah. and then that I gave the publishers access to my uh, and they're lovely I'm mm. not criticising yeah, but yeah. they got access to my Facebook <laughs> yeah, thing and they would just say stuff like hey guys uh, just <laughs> to let you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. and I'd see this and I'm like I, don't, I would never fucking say this <laughs> yeah. man. Can, we like, so can you put the word prick in it or something <laughs> <laughs> So what's the deal with the new album? Is it like a? Is there? A, uh, I mean, what can you tell us about it in terms of direction and stuff? Mm. Is there a direction change? Yeah. Or? I mean, to me there isn't, but I'm but I'm sure um, it might feel like it when if people have been listening for a while. I, I would say that it's a, my last album came out in 2016. It was called Love and Hate, um, which was like really inspired by basically I, I love the 70s 70s soul music and um, psychedelic soul and mm. um, rock and roll. Even like folk, all all music from kind of around there. And is that something? Is that music you came across yourself, or is that because your family are very music? I mean, what's the? How did that myself happen? actually? My right. family, mum and dad didn't really. They did have a music system that my brother and I broke quite young. Right. Um, but they, I mean, that's how little they really cared because they didn't really bother to like replace it, and it wasn't yeah. like we didn't get like scolded for it or anything like that. So it was, it was, which actually ties nicely into the podcast actually. Um, to this is that my brother, and um, he's not musical, but. He's a year, about 18 months older, and he got a hi-fi for his like 12th birthday, 13th nice. birthday, and he used to buy CDs, and I'll just start from that, and 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 then school, you know, people would just you just borrow CDs of people at school, and you could burn them and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, and that's how you do it. And I mean, back then it was like, he was just, my whole pocket money times 50 was one album. Yeah, so yeah. So when you could burn stuff, it was like really quite nice. But yeah, he would bring back. My brother liked hip hop. I liked guitar, you know, I was playing guitar, my brother loved hip-hop, and um, and I found 70s stuff, really, through both mediums. It was like, I got really into jazz. Right. Um, and then then when I started hearing all these samples, like, I would be like, that sounds like jazz. <laughs> you know, because you don't know mm. anything, so yeah, you're yeah, literally yeah. discovering everything for the, mm. that sounds like what I was just listening to, like this Miles Davis record. What yeah. is that, Rob? You know, my brother's called Robert. He'd be like, oh, it's, you know. A tribe called Quest, and and you'd be like, you'd hear like the bass out of bugging out or something. You'd be like, that sounds like, you know, bebop, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then so that's how I discovered. I mean, I just loved. I found the seventies was like the best of everything. It was like the beats were hard enough. It was jazz. It felt like jazz drums still a little bit with the sound, but it was hard enough to have like kind of a funk, yeah. heavier element. And um, folk music, if it was acoustic, it had enough psychedelia to it to keep it interesting not proper English and like straight um, and yeah and I thought like it's really like black people as well I thought back then I was like looking for so where I grew up was Muswell Hill I grew up so it was like really quite middle class and not many black families so right. and I wanted to start a band and it was like and you're always looking for someone that just looks like you to just give you kind of almost like a commissioning to go yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and I was like listening to these indie bands before 
before listening to like a lot of my brother's music and getting into jazz and stuff. So I was like, there's no one like, what would I look like in a band? It'd just be so weird. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I mean, you know, when you're 13, you literally think of no one. Yeah. So I was like, I kept being like, what band could I be in? Because I couldn't be in Nirvana. I couldn't be in. And then I started like seeing all these pictures of like Sly Stone from like magazines and stuff mm. like that. Being like, oh man. And it That's was a, this like, is an amazing way into it. Yeah, the aesthetic yeah. of it. You're just thinking, I don't. Yeah, yeah, literally. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. And then Hendrix was that because I, I still had kind of hair like this. Yeah. And it was like picky, and I'll go to the barbers and we're green, and they'll be like, your hair's weird, and you know, why they'll just cut it off, stuff like that. And I'll be like, oh man, I can't even do that. And then I saw the same thing. Everyone had afros, and because my prayer, we didn't. I literally didn't know anything about anything. So mm. I was like, oh, that looks like me I'll do that and that's kind of really what got me into <laughs> the 70s yeah like, oh, if I was alive then yeah. I'll just look normal and you know I'd look like Hendrix or I'd look like Sly or I'd look like Bill Withers and, and it reminded me of a lot of the CDs my brothers would bring back so it's a new album 70s inspired as well though. yeah yeah so back to where we were I'd be like um, it's a continuation from, from Love and Hate the last album 2016 continues on with that kind of Psychedelic soul seventies thing, and mm. all right. And did Danger Mouse work on Love and Hate? Yeah, yeah. And, and how and did that? Too. How did that come about? Oh, so, so Danger Mouse is working on this. Yeah, one as well, right. Yeah, that came out. It was really interesting. That came out. It was like that happened. It was a perfect, perfect timing. Really, I was trying to make the second album after my first one, and got really stuck. Basically, just I kind of made an album and just kind of was like, oh, this. You know, I liked it, but it was like with record labels and stuff. It was just like um, we don't know what to do with this, so you know, we're not going to release it. And so I was like, oh, um, don't know what to do now. That's like, I've I've gone through it. I've done everything. Yeah, so I yeah. keep going. I'm like, yeah, but I've, you know, I've tried my hardest and I was like, damn. So I just kind of like got a low, quite a low ebb, just kind of didn't oh really do anything. Oh my God, man. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty rough. And they were like, do some covers or do this. I was like, I don't want to do this. I've only done one album. I don't want to give up yet. Yeah, just yeah. start doing covers. I've always wanted to be a songwriter. But randomly, at the same time that was happening, got an email from from my manager saying Danger Mouse has been in touch he just wants to see if you want to collaborate on a track and I think he was thinking of maybe doing a project of his own and I was a big fan in school of, you know he was you know when I was in school it was like yeah obviously the Grey Album yeah. and mm. Niles Barkley and um, you know those were the things that I knew of him and then like I think I mean Broken Bells I'd left school but a lot of the stuff he had Gorillas, so a lot of stuff I had I could relate to because it was like funny enough he had a similar thing to the same thing of me when I was younger looking at the 70s thing because it was like he made some hip-hop records um, but he could make this he was also making like these melancholic guitar band stuff too and I was like this is this is like me yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like so that, that's why I was a fan in school yeah. and so when I got the email I was like oh he's like one of my you know my favourites I love I love um, Danger Mouse you know and I love his records I love the, how they sound kind of new but they have this kind of history to them and um, so I was like, yeah, I'll go over. And just like flew out to LA. We did like five days just making music. It wasn't for an album or anything like that. Because I, to be honest, I thought I'm not able to afford Danger Mouse to do you know, <laughs> right. big time. So it's and, literally uh, just five days of you just like messing just hanging around. out, messing around. And then he was like, what's happening with your new album? Like, have you, you, how many albums do you have? I was like, I've got one. And he was like, I remember that he liked a couple of songs off that. And he he was like, it's taking quite a while to do the second, you know, the yeah, second yeah. one. And I was like, yeah, I don't actually know how to make albums. They just keep getting, they just keep getting scrapped. Right. And he was like, oh. And then, um, but I started working with this, uh, another producer called Inflow, who's in, in London. Yeah. 
And um, we were kind of at similar stage of the career where people just really not to do with us. And um, so we we just you know got you know hung out and just um, enjoyed hanging out and making music together. He's super talented, so we just made random music, and we made. Um, we I remember going to the studio and I had the riff and melody of a song called Black Man in White World, and he just came up with us like I got this idea. He's like that's wicked, and we made this demo of it. Um, and Brian was talking. He was I was like yeah I can't make an album. I was in LA. I was like but you know I'm stuck. I've got a few tunes. Um, that I think are pretty good, but you know, no one seems to know what to do with them. Um, and then, and I kind of was just like, "How do you make albums?" And he was like, "Well, you know, you got to be, you know, try and be subversive at times, push yourself, do this, you know." And he was describing all this stuff like, "What would you sound like if you were a bit more angry? You've got like the folk stuff, but you know, could you do?" And I was like, "Oh, I've got this this demo that I was doing yeah. with my friend Inflow." So I played him the demo of Black Man and White World, and he was like, "It's really good." And and um, so like, who did you do that with? And I was like, "I did that with my friend Inflow, who's been working on music." And, and that's good. And so I basically just said, it's like, well, could you help me do an album then? Can you help me finish it? He's like, yeah, I'm right. down. And I was Fucking like, oh, hell, that's man. sick. And then <laughs> leading into that question, you must have been like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh gosh, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. You know. And he's like, can you just help me finish it? And and I was like, he was like, yeah. And in my head, I still thought, like, to be honest, you probably cost like millions. I mean, I don't know. I've already done an album, used a lot of money. So, but he was like, cool. Yeah, no, you know. I'll, 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 I'll sort you out. Just make sure you don't, um, you know, just, just let's just stay us free. You know, me, but Dave Mouse Inflow. And he goes, I'll give you one tip. Like, just never play your stuff before it's finished. To be honest, never play any demos to a label. Just just do your music. And then when it's finished, hand in the record. And I was oh, like, okay. and I was like, what? That's like, so, you know, that's like, <laughs> bro, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, just do it. It's like, now I'm doing it, you know, because obviously he's sold all these records and stuff. It's like, they, I bet you they will. So I called the management back and the label, I was like, I managed to get, which was crazy. Yeah. Just like, I managed to get Danger Mouse to produce my album. And they're like, how the hell did you pull that? Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's going to do it, but um, we're just going to go and do our thing. And then, you know, when you're not, you're not going to hear anything when the album's ready. Mm. You know, we'll play it to you, and they were just like, oh, okay, and they weren't, they weren't gonna like question Danger Mouse, mm. so they, um, he kind of just, he just, so he literally kind of saved my day, saved, saved the career, That's in my head, great, yeah, man. and what we had the story. best time, yeah. And he just do what we want, we listen to soul music, listen to, you know, he's like one of my favorite artists, so it was amazing. And then now, and he's worked on this latest album, yeah, yeah, same people. All oh, right, cool, yeah. and Inflows, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so now, but now you're just casual chilling out with Danger Mask. It's a, it's a given he's going to work on the album now, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, every now and again, every now and again. <laughs> just take you it. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay, sometimes because he's, he's quite hard to read at times. Sometimes I'm like, do you like this? <laughs> <laughs> so like, if he's like, yeah, come to the studio, I'm like, oh, yeah. God, he's doing yeah. it. <laughs> he hasn't found me out. That's horrible. <laughs> it's, I know exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, hey, I was gonna say, have you had people that you, yeah, loads? It's happened yeah. loads. Like where, like I've been on, like I've done like shows or done stuff with people that I like yeah. watched, like when I started doing comedy. Yeah. And like yeah. you sort of get to a point where you sort of I can't keep being a fanboy, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like and it sort of becomes of normal. Yeah. But every now and again, you sort of go. For me, it was like Jack D. Like I yeah. sort of like loved watching Jack D. And yeah. then I ended up he ended up asking me to do this uh, help desk show with him. Yeah. And he was trying it out. And we're doing some venue in Soho, yeah. and it was like the first time I'd met him, yeah. and I was just such a cop. Check, check, check. I remember uh, the routine you did about Quinny uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shakes, that guy at the bar, <laughs> and he's, he's obviously like used to it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But yeah. I was just like so obsessed, and then mm, eventually yeah. got to a point where I could actually just be. 
But I remember like being so nervous around him, mm. thinking to myself, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be funny now, man, because mm. I, I'm so in such a weird mm, fucking yeah. place here mentally. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And yeah. now I've got to go and be like loose and like yeah. just chat. I don't know if I. And then it got to the point where it was all right. But mm. every now and again, I'd be like, oh my God, this Jack D. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so annoying because you're just like, oh. it's like, I've got to be cool, but how yeah. do I be cool? Yeah. Oh, but I think um, that's good because it keeps mm. you like. I don't want to ever be jaded like that and not be like, oh, is this? Yeah, yeah. but then you hear stories, don't you, about Kanye, like when Kanye was like a producer before he'd even like done any of his own stuff, he would like go to, he'd get introduced to people and he'd just be like how he is now, (laughs) as if he's got the fucking track record. That confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like. I wish I had that. I've got such bad imposter syndrome, man. I wish I could fucking lose it. Yeah, same. Is it good? Is it healthy to have that? I think so. Uh, It keeps you grounded a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think it's too much of too yeah. much of anything. Because I get it, I get it so bad. Actually, it's a point so bad in the studio sometimes because because Danger Mouse intro are so good. I just sometimes I'm just like the imposter shows get so bad. I'm just like I'm not gonna come to the studio today, and you just like cower or yeah, something yeah, yeah. stupid like that. Yeah, and you you know. So I think it's good because you don't get big headed, but at the same time. You can actually sell yourself short. Yeah, but also it makes me so fucking needy, mate. That's yeah, exactly. that's the other thing. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm at the moment. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, I'm warming up for tour, right? So yeah. I'm just like doing like work in progress shows. Yeah. Last night I did one. Yeah. And then I come off, and then like Tom Davis was like doing the, was opening up, and and I and so I come backstage, and then I'm like, so, so, yeah. was, that, was that okay? Because that was really yeah. good, man. It's good. But how good? Like, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, do you think that show will be all right? Do you oh, think no. I, I'm just like I'm big, I'm sound like a fucking <laughs> idiot. Like yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, I'm actually exactly the same. Really, I actually yeah. think that's good because then you enjoy it. But too mm. much. Of it, I'm really, I'm with you because it's like I've got this new thing where it's like I used to be. Like, I'm not going to be in any videos because I just looked, mm. you know, too stupid and yeah. like, too like geeky, and I want it to be cool music. So like, I'm not doing them. And then um, this time around, I was like, you know, actually, funny enough, who inspired me loads. A big inspiration to me, because he reminds me of like Funkadelic and like all that is, is Andre 3000. Right. And I just liked how he's kind of, I just like that he has the balls he had. And he didn't do much anymore music, but he had the balls to just do stuff that if you had the idea of it, people would be like, that's so oh, stupid. No. And he just does them and he, yeah. he pulls them off. So I was like, I'm just going to just have fun with it. Mm. And it's another, I realised another creative outlet because when people don't see you as well, it's like, maybe it can be hard to connect. So I'm like, okay, let me push myself. And then we did this video for this collaboration I did a few months ago. And then because of the imposter syndrome, every time I get either a video, a mix back, anything, I'm just like, this is rubbish. And then I called up, I called up, um, they finished, they did the edit, it was supposed to go out like in a few days time. And I called management, I was like, this is, this is awful, um, let's pull it. We're not going to do it, it's just like, this is the wrong thing, it's just going to, everything's going to tumble down, this is where I get found out. Um, no. Mm. <laughs> found like, out. Like, what it's are you weird. talking about? Those words I can relate <laughs> yeah, to yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, and it's just kind of, it's so weird. And it's just, I yeah. think if you let it get too much, you might actually like do... Yeah, you might actually Never do, do anything. Well, it's the enemy of creativity, isn't yeah. it? Is, is being all like fucking yeah. highly strong and tight and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Here's a little bit that you like to call. How did you get into hip-hop? So, uh, you're a hip-hop fan, and yeah. you said to us that you got into hip-hop through your brother. Yeah. Do you remember, like, the first album that really sort of hit you and you realised? Yeah. Was it, it Tribe, was it? It wasn't Tribe, actually. We got to, we got into that later. I think my brother got into that later. It was, I mean, they're going to be really obvious hip hop albums, just if there's. No, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. but it was the score. Fuji's the score. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, that came out around the time we were both in primary school. 
Yeah, we used to listen to that all the time yeah. on CD. Now that I escape, sleep, walk away. Yeah. Those who correlate know the world they kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break. When they meet their 400 pound mate, if I could rule the world, everyone would have a gun in the ghetto, of course. We get the up and on their horse. Kick around, drink and moonshine. I pour a sip on the concrete. But it is ceased, but no, don't. I liked all the skits, Pras and Wyclef, and just all the. Um, all the weird like in the middle all the little weird scenes that they'll have yeah. in between tracks funny enough this next album has I'm not doing them but like they ha it has interludes right. a lot of it is inspired by because of that first oh score, really yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's doing the interludes then? we just got like samples of like oh, um, right. Brian found a lot of them but like quotes of like James Baldwin quotes and right. basically like 60s, 70s um, black activists mm. so and then we just kind of play, play music behind them but I like that they did their own ones um and so yeah, that was the first one that we listened to a lot, and then and then he then my brother got he would bring back a new album like every few months because obviously CDs were super expensive then, and he, he brought back um, uh, a low end theory, yeah, and he was like check this out. But I never bought any hip hop records really. He brought everything back. That was maybe and he would bring back the Far Side and um, a Tribe Called Quest, um, and then in a time where an album that really hit me on my own accord was actually an instrumental album was Donuts, the Jay Diller Donuts oh, yeah, album yeah, yeah, yeah. just after he died. Mm. And I got The Shining after that. And I just loved his beats. And then I didn't realise that he would, did a lot of like The Far Side and things like My brother was like, oh, he actually produced So it. your way into Diller was pure Diller? Yeah. It? yeah, yeah, it was Diller because um, I was, I'm such a muser. Right. So it was like, I wasn't, even when, even when I was listening to The Score or even when I was listening to like Bugging Out or stuff off Alone Theory or whatever, it was like, I wouldn't always listen to the lyrics. I was waiting for so even like Illmatic, it would be the fact that there was like muted trumpet and mm. and jazz feels behind right. it and the rhythm of of like Nas's Nas's lyrics is like I would listen to the rhythm of it, but I wouldn't actually listen to the, the verses. I wasn't yeah. really interested in rap so much. Um, so when I found Dilla, it was like all these instrumentals. It was like I got that feeling. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of that was my way in. But the score was probably the first. The um, sc I remember the yeah. score because I don't know if you ever went back and listened to their previous album, which is that blunted on reality. Yeah. But like yeah. I I loved the album. Yeah. And then the score came out. You know, like no, I did like it a lot. Yeah. But what I remember getting really upset. So pathetic what well, I was they'd like. They'd moved on from. No, but it was like it's because Killing Me Softly blew up. Yeah. And that's how everybody got to know the Fugees. Yeah. And I remember it fucking me off because I just thought that's like a cover. Yeah, I know. It's like mm. a singing cover, yeah. which is like I've got nothing against singing or anything. Yeah. But I just like they're a hip hop group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? Like and Ready or Not as well is basically. I mean, there's verses, but Ready or Not is an old soul cover. Yeah, yeah. Like Delphonics or something. I don't know. Yeah, and that was like the other thing. But it's song. so stupid. I mean, as if uh, like yeah. Beatles, I'm so angry that people have yeah, got yeah. to the Fugees in a way that I didn't, I didn't they sanction. Were your best kept <laughs> yeah, but you're, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah proper yeah. fan. That's what yeah, I'm like, yeah. it's like <laughs> man. What the? That's like the fifth album. Because like Black Eyed Peas are like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you always forget. Which is that, crazy because yeah. it's like yeah. Black Eyed Peas were actually like back, but you know, it's like what Black Eyed Peas. I feel know. like I've said that in a conversation before. Yeah. So, you know, they used to be like quite a serious. They actually used to be good. Well, I remember like because there's so many stories about Black Eyed Peas. Because I remember like I got into the Black Eyed Peas because Kiss FM were like doing a competition and you right. won tickets to go see Black Eyed Peas when they come out with their first album mm. right? and um, um, and I went to see them live and I thought they're fucking amazing and yeah. I love that first album and then um, 
and I think they were, I thought they were great. And then there's a story, isn't there? I don't know how true the story is that they were going to get dropped unless they they took unless they had Fergie, like they want they wanted a, a yeah. female in Probably the band, right. yeah. and then that's what happened. Yeah. And then that's when they blew up, and yeah. that was heartbreak. I mean, that yeah, was fucking. Yeah, yeah. You must because I didn't know them until the end. Right. Whatever that song was, and then people, everyone was like, you know what? This is dry. Aren't they? They're back though, aren't they now? Yeah, they just did. Yeah, they've just done. They've just done a hip hop album. Mm. Um, and it's, I mean, they're good, do you know what I mean? But like, it's just, uh, it's <laughs> so upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're a true fan, though. Yeah. I think you know the truth. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? You know, but with Will I Am, it's like, Info always says this, he's like, respect him because he's done his time, you know, because mm. for years, yes. Know, like mm. a rapper, a proper rapper, yeah, yeah. backup he's been doing, they were like, back, you know, backpackers, whatever you call them, like most death style. Yeah. And so you know you gotta give him his, his mm. dudes because yeah. he did he did put in the time so yes yeah yeah we got <laughs> to give it that way yeah go, go, give him some credit because at least he tried yeah he's done the time he's yeah. done the time and his glasses yeah. the glasses he brought are wicked as well what are they oh yeah he's brought his own range of glasses they're so sick, sick. where are they available Specs I've got no right? idea we're not sponsored by Specs that in. I'm not giving it <laughs> <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, man, what's your favorite hip-hop album? So would you say that you have... Uh, a favorite hip hop album of all time. Yeah, it? yeah. It's between two. Go on. It's between Aquemini, right? Um, Outcast Aquemini or Nazi-O-Matic. Right. Um, Nazi because my brother bought that one back too, and it's just one of the greatest albums mm. ever made. Whether you yeah. like hip hop yeah. or not, it just yeah. feels good. And um, I don't know if you can swear on this. Oh yeah, you yeah, can. You can. Yeah, yeah, do like, what you want, mate. Yeah. It's all we've got, really. Well, I mean, it's not, but life's a bitch. It was like the first time Can't I heard say that. Like that melancholy, mm. melancholy hip hop. Because I love melancholy, but like seeing something about something so sad and bleak, and just finding something, some joy in it. It's like, but you know, but, so that's why, we're, that's why we're doing this. Um, I just love the message that the sound of AZ's verse was like. AZ, like fucking hell, yeah. that guy's good. Like, yeah, right? the sound, just the sound yeah. of his voice as well. I was like, oh, this is this is the bit. I was like, what's this, Rob? You know, this yeah. is good. This is Nas. This is his first album. Um, 
So that's always going to be, that really hit me, that record. And then obviously because of all the jazz images behind it, like those chords in, yeah, in that yeah. song as well. I flipping loved it. I and then did you, and then did you get into, you got into the lyrics of it as well? Like, yeah, but I would say that came like when I was like in my 20s though. Right, right. Way right. after. When I was, because I always like, with my songwriting, I always like, we'll do a first verse and now that will have like, especially my first album, I'll do a first verse, I'll have about five words. And then I'll do a second verse, another five words. And then if I have a third, it's just a repeat of the first. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. And then I got to the second one and, and like, Danger Master would be like, you know, you need to do, I'll just bring in some lyrics, be like, you need to repeat a bit less, mate. And, <laughs> and then I started, to, I started to like listen to it. I was like, you know what? My vocabulary is so small with. Yeah. And so it was hip hop. So I thought it was hip hop. I, I couldn't even listen to singers because it would be like, I don't really know how to. You know, I need, and I don't read loads. I don't. So it's been the last five years where I've been listening to rappers because I just needed to understand how to get the most out of such a small one thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so because I was such a muser, I was. I started on guitar and I loved jazz. It was like lyrics were really nothing, and even in songs, sometimes I was just like, well, I don't know what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like I got into lyrics. Like, yeah. Ilmatic, I would listen to the in as a teenager the music, and then the the hooks. Yeah. You know, and then when I go back to the album in my twenties, I'll be like, these verses are sick. Yeah, and I'll be getting. To it's, it. it's weird because I almost had like the opposite journey in a way because like, yeah. I was so into lyrics and I was so into like, like the, the like the quality of the the yeah. flow and all yeah, that sort of, of stuff, and like the multi syllabics and all that shit. Yeah. And then like just actually, I was it sort of occurred to me recently the musicality of rappers. Yeah, I actually yeah, think has improved. Yeah, I actually yeah. think it's got people have experimented more with yeah, what have. they can do. Yeah. I was listening to the Chance the Rapper album, the latest mm-hmm. album, just and I was just and like he's just dicking around yeah. with his voice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. it's not about like him spitting fire or anything mm. like that. He's playing with the track mm. and like, and it's so, something I've appreciated more as I yeah. sort of got into yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> It's not all about a rapper that's like got the hottest battle bar- bars no. or whatever. It's yeah. like you know, yeah. it's a, some, it's about a song. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, that was something back yeah. in the day. I was just like, I just want to beat, and somebody just fucking going off. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that's but that, that's got space too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely got because you you are a rapper. No, no. <laughs> it's face. Because you're coming that. from that's because it's the same as me. I was such a muser. You're coming in from the rapping. Well, from listen, the I uh, I. Uh, I had a brief. Uh, had your time. I had a brief dalliance with it, and it was a nightmare. And out of respect for the art form, I quit. Oh, but mate. <laughs> have you ever, you know, post even on here, just done a sixteen? No, never. Do you know the problem is, is whenever you, I don't know if you ever have this, but whenever I've done like chat shows and stuff like that, the producers when they do the call beforehand, they just go, and um, we heard you've got a bit of a background <laughs> as a rapper. We wondered if you, you could do, do a little bit of a rap about the other guests on the show. <laughs> I just go, fuck no. <laughs> you think? Do you think deep down that everyone is either a fan of music or hip hop or is just you know in the arts somewhere has like a sixteen? I think. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. so. And so I've, I, tried to, I've tried to do this. Yeah, yeah. But, but do you know what? I think that you you almost have to have a go at it to discover how <laughs> difficult it is. Yeah, you do, do you know what I mean? Because, do, yeah. because the beauty of what you know, what you do and what, what all musicians do is they make it, and also comedy to a certain extent. Of course. You, you're trying to make it look, the, the yeah. conceit of it is, is easy. Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to look effortless. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's good to have it. Because that's the other thing. People level that at hip-hop more than in other music is that anybody could do it. You're just talking over yeah. music or whatever. I've had, like, so, people even say that to me now, right? And, like, 
then you have a go at it and see what happens, and then you say, "Oh, actually, this <laughs> this is really hard." Yeah, Do you know what I mean? freestyle. I remember we used to try and pretend to like. Let me just freestyle. Let me just go. As a joke, because it is quite fun. Mm. Yeah, when you're just you're like awful, but you're just. Yeah. But I'll just keep going. Well, that's that's, <laughs> that's when I think it becomes fun because like, I did yeah. like Adam Buxton's podcast. Yeah. At the end of it, he goes, "Let's do a, let's do some rapping, yeah. right?" And I was like, oh, okay. And the reason I thought it would be fun is because he doesn't give a fuck about it being shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, let's yeah. just keep yeah. doing it. So he goes, okay, I'm going to choose a beat. And then he goes, right, choose a subject. So we chose like pets or yeah. animals or something, right? Yeah. And then we just started doing it. And it was, it's dog shit. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. But then you suddenly kind of find yeah, the groove you and you start <laughs> kind of getting into it. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's what I would ever put it. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But like, there's something about, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you stop worrying about failure, Definitely. It's well, you know like, that's so. You know that's like a huge thing. Funny enough, that's what you know. We were talking about imposter syndrome and stuff. One of the big lessons I actually learned in the studio with Danger Mouse was like he goes. One thing I always think with artists is like because he's worked with so many big artists and stuff. One thing I was trying to say and like get annoyed with. I was thought he was going to say like they don't like a song. They don't yeah. do. He's like no. It's just like it, just to not be afraid to just sound awful. Yeah. Because once you do that that's when the best stuff really comes. But when you go into like a creative situation, kind of pretending to know and, and like thinking, second guessing and like knowing everything that's gonna happen and just like, this is me sounding good. Um, you get stuff and you can like get the technique together. And you can, I know that I can go in in the right key, the right feel, the voice will sound decent for the speakers yeah. and people are like, yeah, that's nice. But you never get that thing that grabs someone's ear. Yeah. You know, that's something that we never, can't, you can't quite explain, you know, that thing that's just a bit, how do I do that? You can't do that with like an adult mind. You no, kind of have to go in yeah. like, like yeah, like Adam at that point. You know, you have it's to be so, able mate, to... It's so similar to comedy. Yeah. Like, you know, like at a gig, you know, a work in progress or whatever, like yeah. a new material gig, yeah. you've got to be prepared to just fucking yeah. die, to yeah. come up with an idea mm, yeah. or try and push something that's yeah. just going to get fuck all. Yeah. Because once you work it out, that yeah. will be great. Yeah. Whereas everybody can do... That's it. Set up punch, set up punch, mm, yeah. you know, to, and you can do it. You can write yeah. a show like that, of course yeah. you can. But it's that thing where you go, I want to talk about something different. Or, yeah. I want to see if I can do an act out of this or make yeah. increase the physicality of it. Yeah. And the first time you do it, I did it last night. I was yeah. fucking trying to replicate what it was like trying to like dance behind a girl or a thing. <laughs> and it fucking went to nothing. <laughs> People enjoy watching that though. Yes, they, they do, I guess so. But it's that process. risk taking, isn't yeah. it? And you have it to is. lose that fear of like, because yeah. obviously for you, like, if you're in front of Danger Mouse, Oh do you know what I mean? And like so you're trying some new thing. Yeah. You just think, oh, I mean, I don't... <laughs> I'm getting nervous talking about yeah, it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Sort of, how the fuck is this going to go down? It's embarrassing. Of... Yeah. You're like, I mean, for you, it's like you've actually got loads of people in the room. Even if, even if it's like a, you know, a club, it's still like way more than two people in the studio. Yeah. So like, I don't know how mm. you do that, but for me, you can feel in the room. You can just feel this. No one has to say anything. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I just. <laughs> What is it about um, Equemini that you love so much? Oh yeah, so Equemini is uh, that's yeah, yeah Andre three thousand my favorite track. It's just the, the, the storytelling. So Equemini, so Equemini, I had my brother bought Equemini back, and he was buying. Outcast is a bit like um, in a way the Fuji's and the Black Eyed Peas in a way because when A Love Below came out everyone yeah. and, mm. and then all the proper hip hop fans were like man they've had like yeah. six albums yeah. Yeah. and my brother was like that I was like Pfft. yeah don't you know this Sanko, is some you know. fucking prick singing shake it like a polar yeah. picture yeah. Like, fuck you this is a wordsmith and so <laughs> and so I would he, he'd bring back Equemini he'd bring back 
Do you say aliens? AT aliens? Aliens. I used to call it AT aliens. That might be right, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. And he had all every outcast album. And I didn't get it because it was like, yeah, they're like wordsmiths. Yeah. I like the beats, you know, and organized noise and stuff, but like, I didn't get it because it was like there wasn't enough, like there wasn't a muted trumpet or like. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was in like my mid 20s where it was like, I need to like understand how to write some lyrics. And I went back to those albums and just got, I just like, oh, this is what my brother was going on about. And just what I love about the record, yeah, is, is Andre's flow and his wordplay and the art of storytelling part one. That verse, his verse on yeah. that is like, oh man. It's just like, since the screw had a partner named Sasha, Sasha I remember her number like the summer. When her and Susie, yeah, they threw a slumber. Party, but you can't call it that because it was slumber. Well, it was more like spending the night. Three in the morning, yawning, dancing under street lights. We chilling like a feeling and a n- feeling right. In the middle of the ghetto, on the curb, and in spite. All of the bush, we on Again, our like that melancholy. Melancholy hip hop, where it's like I just didn't, I just didn't know that you could get that because you know I love soul singing, so it's Marvin Gaye, it's Reading, you just the sound and the tone of the voice is what can get you, and then the lyric, but you, you can feel that emotion. And with rapping, it's really hard to do that. I just yeah. did, and and that song, especially, just like you know Sasha Fumper and stuff, and like going to the club and and when she dies, the whole story is just so bleak and so sad. And how he just wanted to save her life and be like, I wish you'd come to a show. And, like, yeah. and he just painted this whole picture. And I was, I just, it kind of knocked me for six. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my brother was trying to show me years ago. Um, and the whole record has loads of things like that. And, and actually the music on that record too, because they, you know, I like the way they use the real instruments. And yeah. I love the last track um, with CeeLo and Eric Badu. Man, my memory for, for the titles of songs is like, CeeLo's on it, Eric Badu's on it. Yeah, mine's terrible, man. Liberation, Liberation. Okay. Um, that's a beautiful song and it's got some beautiful piano bass and just some good music and it just yeah I like I like yeah so it's probably those two records are my favourite hip hop records I always think with Andre like like his dress sense and his personality and his whole vibe when like everybody loves it yeah and everybody and I think that's what makes Outkast because Big Boy is like such a Gangster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the and, uh, idea that those two are in a group, it, yeah. I always loved that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I love that contrast. Have you but seen like, the Peel sketch, the Jordan Peel? Have you seen Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is it? Like, where they go in the shop where, like, Big Boy, they split up and Big Boy's in the co- coffee shop <laughs> and he comes in, he looks like Robin Hood. But, like, Andre's, like, so amazing, his whole vibe and everything about him. But you do think to yourself, what must that have been like? first because there was a time when he wasn't Andre 3000 the legend do you know what I mean he just came out like that and he had that different kind of I always think to have the guts to do that do you know what I mean Mm. it's like amazing I I think about that somebody like like ODB like his energy and his the Mm. way he raps and that like the the dirty version 36 Mm. Chambers the dirty version I don't know Mm. how much he did to that album Mm -hmm. it's fucking insane right and like I, I always I think that's what kind of what Danger Mouse is talking like yeah, that kind of thing where you, you yeah. just go I'm going to do this yeah. thing this yeah. me thing yeah. and I'm not going to give a fuck about rules or 100% whatever, like, do you know what I mean it's it's the tr- and, and it actually it's funny enough libera- the liberation it's like yeah. it's liberating because you know I feel like I'm going through that process now to be like okay you know you've got this imposter syndrome it may never go yeah. but just try and put it to the side and embrace being in the uncomfortable spot in yeah. the place because that's where the best creativity comes from and I think people like Andre 3000 describe that I think I think the reason why he's such an influence to me um, and I'll never rap it's like but it, it's it's like he I, I, it seems like he doesn't mind being in uncomfortable places and yeah. he's like 
seems like he's like a baby. Like apparently you see him in New York. I think he lives in New York and you can see him walking around Soho. And people bump into him and he'll like have just be walking around with the flute. Playing, he's going mad. He's going mad. <laughs> like, oh, we've got something on if he has an airport and he's just like playing flute. And well, I think if you Google that. it, I think you can see selfies and he's just got this flute, you know. And he's weird, you know, he's out there, um, but he's, he's obviously super embraced that kind of childlike, I'm yeah. not caring. But that's where I think true creativity is, and it's brave. That's the key. And then the, is, old, and the older you get, it's yeah. harder to because people, your friends look at you like, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, it's, it's, and I think it comes into time as well. It's like, how you see your day. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, the choices you make is like, it, you know, you can be, wake up at six, go to bed at 10, but it doesn't have to be. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like getting out of the boundaries yeah, yeah. is where like the really interesting, unique Well, they talk about it in jazz from. as well, don't they? That kind yeah. of, you know, when jazz players are like in the pocket or, or yeah. that flow state exactly. or whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and that's the same thing with comedy and the same for that where you just yeah. sort of, you're just sort of pushing it and you yeah. don't even know where it's coming from yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I find all those sort of things fascinating. And that's yeah. why, like, with all music, mm. but, you know, coming from a hip-hop perspective, the artists that you're most excited about, when they come out, you feel like you haven't heard anything like mm. them before. And then you see loads of people do what yeah, they're doing. Yeah. And it's good. It's yeah. not shit. Yeah. But it's never quite, like, yeah. you know, it's that whole thing of, like, yeah. coming out with a brand yeah. new thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're not even, you know, like, when Wu-Tang, for example, when Wu-Tang came out, Wu-Tang Clan didn't come out thinking, we need to find a new thing. No. They were just going, we're just doing whatever. Yeah. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, we do, yeah, yeah. We're doing what we do. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, everybody's like, what the fuck yeah. is this, man? Do you know what I mean? It's the just, angriest, angriest sounding music. At the time I ever heard that, I was like, this is amazing. But this, about the first time someone heard a demo or something mm. before, because I heard them when they asked they were big or whatever, but yeah. must have been like, Oh, Mate, man. the first time I heard him, it's like the first song I heard of them was Wu Tang Clan Ain't Nothing to Fuck yeah, With, right? Yeah. And like I just, just like it doesn't sound like it's finished. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the thing that's so I mad know, about yeah. it. I know. So what stuff are you listen to at the moment? Oh uh, yeah. Hip hop wise. Hip hop wise, hip hop wise, um a lot of female rappers, I know that's right. the, the the what do you call it? The vibe of the day mm. which is a good thing yeah. it's not negative but Rhapsody yeah. um, mm. don't know if you know Rhapsody but yeah. she, I think she just put out a new album Eve yeah. or about to and then my favourite I heard of her maybe a few years ago because I really like J. Cole and um, I think she's from Carolina Like, and I think J. Cole's from Carolina yeah North Carolina and um, or South Carolina, I don't know. Um, Have you listened to this Dreamville thing? Yeah, that, that album's good I fucking love that album. That album's album, amazing, man. yeah Yes, it's like, there's really a YouTube good. documentary about how they put it all together. Yeah, it's really good. It's like yeah, half an hour. And Jake, um, oh, in that documentary, the Jake Cole does the. You know, we're talking about fame and like getting bothered in the street. Yeah. And obviously, he probably can't. I think he cycles around New York, not with a flute like Andre, but he cycles <laughs> around. And then there was this, there's this bit where he's in the studio and someone. Because they might. Every, all these young rappers, everyone, like on Dreamville, not on Dreamville, people he's heard of, it's like everyone's there. It looks amazing. And this young guy's like, hey, okay, can I get a picture? And he's like, he just looks at him and he's like, oh, I'll be around, you know, I'll be here. No, I'm not going anywhere. And he just walks off. <laughs> I just thought, that is the right best response. way to say no. It's like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. See ya. Yeah. It's just like this cryptic. I wonder if you get that famous, you just like learn yeah, these really polite, cryptic ways. My, my, uh, <laughs> start using it, guys. Yeah. My, uh, my brother, I went to, my, my brother came with me to, we went to see Prince, right? Yeah. And it was like, he was doing a charity gig. And it was like, it was at Coco, so it's a proper yeah. intimate venue. Sick. And, um, 
So we were there, and my and my agents had sorted out tickets for this. So there were loads of comics there, right? And I knew my brother was going to lose his shit. I said to him, just don't be a fucking cop at this gig, right? So, like, he loves Sean Locke, and Sean Locke was there. Yeah. I said to him, mate, Sean Locke's just come to watch Prince. Don't yeah. be a fucking idiot, right? Yeah. So my brother ignored my advice, right? Goes up to Sean Locke in the middle of the gig and goes, can we have a photo, can I have a photo, please, Sean? And Sean Locke just goes to him, how about we just enjoy the evening? <laughs> That's great. That's so good, man. Yeah. He can get away with that. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. one line, it's like, I want to, yeah. I mean, I don't have to worry about it too much, but it's just ways, it's like, oh, I'm not going anywhere, I'll be around. And then just bet. float off with like with the cape on or something. But yeah, that album was like... <laughs> with a flu. Yeah. So yeah, I love J. Cole. Um, big fan of him. So he featured on a Rhapsody track called Sojourner, yeah. um, which I loved. And she's she's amazing. What's really cool about that track is, I think it's difficult to, um, you know, difficult to rap after J. Cole. Yes. Mm. You know, he's so good. And she puts her verse afterwards, which I always think, I mean, hip hop, you know, features usually J. Cole's yeah. in the middle or yeah, at yeah. the end. And she just lets him go and she just kills it. You know, she's such a good lyricist, such a good rapper. You don't teach the ones that's coming up to multiply their cash. Think for themselves. Think beyond sales. Everything we're worth don't come with some whistles and some bells. The ones that gotta leave behind, the ones you gotta bail. Meek Mill and working hard ain't too tall from a meek mill to keep it real. The realest niggas I know always kept it real. And I'ma tell you black on black murder been whack. Knife turn me up so they can hit me in the back. So I'm listening to her and her new album Eve. I think it's about trouble. Just been out. Um, yeah, the new trance rapper is cool. I haven't. I've heard that once. He's not rapping that much on that album. No, it's a really different. Yeah. Thing like it's sort of. It almost feels like a collaborative project. Yeah. Or doesn't it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's he's not even. There's long sections of it that he's not on it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like it's the same with. Eagle, the title of the creator album. Yeah. I feel like rappers don't mm. want to be rappers anymore. I don't know how I feel about that album. I, I've sort of listened to it a couple of times, but I same. Really... It's it's funny because I think audiences and um, what your fan bracket makes a big thing out of it. In yeah. a sense, what I'm trying to say is, I guess, is for me because I've listened to the kind of music he's really obviously being inspired by now, which isn't rap. It's like a lot of it is 70s, yeah, yeah. really nice, beautiful harmony and some jazz chords and that kind of soulful thing. Because I've been obsessed with that since like 15. It's like when I hear it, I'm just like, well, I'd, just, I'd rather listen to, you know, the real deal. I want yeah, yeah, yeah. to hear Tyler Pitt rap, but I guess him, he's bringing what he's doing. I guess he's bringing a sound to a fan base that have never have heard that kind of music. For so for them, it's like mm. revolutionary. It's like I, I know what you're saying. What yeah. you're saying is like, why would I want to hear someone's kind of appropriation of something that I that's, know has been done? That's what I'm saying. So much better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and I also I find that. I find it almost slightly insulting to hip hop when yeah. somebody does an album that's sort of outside of the genre yeah. and they go, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, and you're uh, just saying that because yeah. it's not really, mm. it's not, you don't see it as traditional hip hop, so mm. it must be experimental mm. and amazing. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. it's a weird one. Yeah, but what do you think of, because being such a muser, I was like, I love to pimp a butterfly. Yes. I didn't realise that, that when people were like, because they love his discography, Kendrick's discography, I didn't realise that it comes, that album comes a lot for a lot of people at the bottom of their... Well, it's, it's, it, the thing is, loads of people that aren't into hip-hop, that's their favourite Kendrick yeah. album, yeah. right? Like, uh, I am into hip-hop, but it is my favourite. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's probably my favourite. But I think, but it's weird, because like, I think hip-hop fans have got like a, a resentment to it, because it's the furthest Kendrick has branched outside mm. of, of, of hip-hop. Yeah. Not, not, that's not the right thing to say, but it's, a, it's more experiment. you know, he's sort of dabbling a bit. And so hip hop fans get annoyed because yeah. they're like, "That's the fucking everyone loves a Kendrick album where he's being the least hip hop on yeah, all of his yeah. records." 
But do you mean like? So do you mean like? Let's see. I see what you mean. Like the culture, like culturally, he's the furthest away from like where he's from, really. Even yes. like past, because he's rapping. But, but I think on part it. of the problem with that album, though, was it was such a departure from his first yeah. one. Do you know what I mean? And I think Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, and I think that people they had an expectation. Do you know what I mean? And so, and then Pimp was so different. Yeah. And then I think when Damn came out, it's like back. I guess so, but then, and then even then, people were like, really? he's earned the right. No, no, Dam's amazing, yeah. but he's earned the right to do what he wants. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Pimp, yeah. when he did, when he brought out, Hat, uh, it was sort yeah. of like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, fuck, yeah. man. Like, and everyone says that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did not realize that that was the yeah. general consensus because I'm such a muser. That I was like, yeah, man. It's like hearing Thundercat. But, uh, but, hearing... but I wonder if it's that's because partly because you're an artist as well. Because yeah. like, I think sometimes fans are guilty of like punishing an artist yeah. for them not being within the remit of yeah. what they're expecting from that yeah. person so that I want yeah. you to do this Definitely. and if you do this yeah. then I don't like what you're doing anymore whereas like actually yeah. what you should go is okay well let's yeah. give this an. do you know what I mean I yeah. think it's, a, it's an interesting yeah. one especially with music being consumed how it is now yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's just like quick 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 yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. plug one plug two guest plugs for you well, look, we're, we're out of time, aren't yeah, we, I think? Um, but you have been best guest we've ever had. Best guest. Hands down. Am I the only person you said that to? Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Thanks, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, so, so when does the album come out? 25th of October. 25th of October. Yeah. And we can get tickets for your tour. Yeah. Pre, pre. Pre, pre. Pre, pre. Pre, pre. Just, pre check, tour. just check the Instagram before. because. And then you'll delete it. Uh, and then you'll yeah, delete it. Yeah, I think I've reposted it. And you can get a pre-sale ticket if you go on the website, but before 5 p.m. I've actually forgot that, so that was rules. actually a thing. It's actually <laughs> there's a time. I, that, I forgot to say that it was five a time. So, oh yeah, it's before five. What if you've read it? But I don't know why yeah. it's before five. So before 5 p.m. on michaelnuka.com between the hours of two and five p.m. Mm. There's a pre-pre-pre-sale that you can get. So if you just type in your maiden name, your mother's maiden name, and your dad's, <laughs> and, um, and your bank details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. send in your yeah, send in your bank details <laughs> and send in everything like that, and then you may get in the ballot. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, you. man. Thank you. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.